0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast with your hosts Mitch Anderson and James Nichols. James, how you doing, buddy?
0: Doing well. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm just noticing on the camera here that it looks like I've got a dirty spot on my head, but that's really just hair.
0: What were you doing today? No, oh, is that is that just hair? That's just hair.
1: That's <laughs> the little bit of so. What for you at home? Obviously, listen to an audio platform and not a video one. I'm pointing to my forehead where there's like a spot of dark brown if you will because it's the color of my hair and then a good like i don't know two three centimeters and then the rest of my hair which shows you how far back my hair has gone which is a sobering thought <laughs> oh the, not nothing makes you feel older than seeing how far your hair has receded with the old hair to the new hair
0: yeah it's something that i i constantly ask my wife I'm like is there any like recession going on here and she's like no I'm like okay good
1: well just look at look, the inroads <laughs> that has been made here on on my hair to the left and to the right look at that like an extra the, the the roads inwards is like a blitzkrieg going on for the baldness of my head just going around everything and just cornering off the top i'm gonna go bald around just at the little top portion of my head it's gonna be hilarious
0: (laughs) well good news is i wouldn't have noticed if you didn't point it out so
1: (laughs) always what i do it's like i look at my foot and then i shoot it with all these like dumb (laughs) observations about how ugly i am so (laughs) good times um but what could be good times on the island hopefully is if we can land kevin fiala I, i thought we would take the episode here to talk ourselves through Kevin Fiala. Is he an appropriate target? How serious the Islanders are going or are with for him? Uh, what they would have to give up to get him, and then what does that mean for the other needs? Because it's not just a <laughs> top top line four that the Islanders need. So let's start. Kevin Fiala. What do we think about him?
0: Yeah, I think that he's a perfect target to uh go after the 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 funny thing is right because we constantly talk about um who the free agents are going to be in like philip forsberg and johnny gaudreau um however i feel like if you do make a trade you know like this before free uh free agency that sets you up to know like what you can go into free agency uh to buy you know like it kind of sets up your shopping list Mm -hmm. um but i think he's a perfect target he was you know an 85 point player and a thirty-plus goal scorer this season. So, um, and, and we discussed this, I think, the other day that he he did all of that, um, minus being on a line f- with Kirill Kaprizov. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like he was a result of Kaprizov, much like they say um, John Tavares is a result of Josh Bailey. No, I'm just kidding, vice ah! versa. Um, yes! <laughs> um, no, but he he, he wasn't a, a product of. Um, Kirill Kaprazov, he was centered on a line with uh, Frederick Gaudreau and uh, whoever flanks on the right side. So, yeah, perfect left-wing target. His age fits. His speed fits with Barzell because that's what you're really looking for, uh, a top-line scorer with Barzell. Um, It's really just, I guess, a matter of what you have to give up in that deal and if that hinders your ability to do something else elsewhere, which is going to be the blue line, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So we'll take our time to, like, get into the meat of those four things. Is he a good target for the Islanders? So we have to first establish is what is the need? What, what are they trying to fill? Like, do they need to fill what he can provide? up so freaking lootly, right? Like the Islanders need not even just top six production. They need top line production, top three, right. if you will, right? And he is definitely a top three player. Just, just looking at the production, 85 points in 82 games. And you're yep. right. He played most of the season with Freddie Gaudreau as his center. That is not playing with, like, a 100-point player. And Frederick, Gaudreau, you can see an explosion in production from 10 points, although in 19 games last year with Pittsburgh, to 44 points this year. Huge explosion in production for him because he's playing with a guy like Kevin Fiala. So Kevin Fiala is responsible for the type of production Kevin Fiala put up. Excellent. And he plays, like, he can play on the right. I believe he's a left shot, but he can still play on the right. Even if you do play him on the the left, you can move someone over to the right. It's not a big deal. Uh, But all we're really concerned is he plays wing and he puts up points. And you're right, 33 goals on the year. Excellent stuff. Hasn't scored fewer than 20 in the last three years. Uh, And even then, he put up 20 in 50 games last year. So you pace that out over a full 82 games and you're talking about a 33-goal score.
0: Yep. Yeah, and the and the good thing too is I'm looking here at his uh, five on five even strength goals, um, and 27 of those came on at, at five on five. So um, he's getting it done on the power play, sure, which would feature a guy like Kevin. Uh, I'm sorry, like uh, Kirill Kaprizov, yep. but at five on five with just fr- Freddie Gaudreau and, and whoever's flanking that right side, he put up 27 goals. Pretty much, I I, I don't want to say on his own. He it's a, it's a good line, but mm-hmm. it's not you know. Fr- he Frederick Gaudreau is not any. Anybody like Kyrol Kaprizov or even a Matthew Barzell, if that's who uh, Fial is going to play with, so you could imagine how much better he would be if you would, you know, play with a guy like that.
1: Yeah, and like th- that's the thing, right? Is you- you're talking about a guy who who fits that need for the Islanders at five yeah. on five, right? Like we can say what we want about the power play, um, but he only scored, I think, it's three extra points. I, I think I did the math quick here uh, in terms of goals, he's got. Five power play goals, that's one fewer than last year. And he's got 12 power play assists, which is four more than last year. So yeah, right. an extra three points on the power play this year. And that like that counts for little of his production. Most of it is at five on five, and, and that's what the Islanders need. On top of that, this guy shoots, oh my god, 262 shots on net this year. Two hundred. That's 100 more than he had last year. Mind yeah. you, in 32 more games, but still... And he still averaged twelve point six percent in terms of conversion rate, right? Like goals to shots to goals. It was twelve point three last year. Like yeah, this guy scores and he gets the puck on net a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the the highest uh, shot total on the Islanders this season. I'm scanning through it right now. Ironically, actually, well, I shouldn't say ironically, but uh, surprisingly, it looks like it's Noah Dobson with 190, followed by. Uh, Brock Nelson with 171, and then Anders Lee with 159. So he, far and away, would blow anybody out of the water on the Islanders in terms of point production and shot um, accumulation.
1: Right, like almost... A hundred shots more than the next person on the team. Obviously, yeah. Um, in terms of forwards, not defensemen, because Dobson's Correct. almost at two hundred.
0: But I mean, um, that's yeah. that's really good for Dobson now that I'm looking at it. I didn't even realize that
1: <laughs> guy does not hesitate to put, put the puck on the net, which is what the Islanders need. Oh my god! Like I understand quality over quantity to a certain degree, um but you still have to sometimes generate that quality by getting some quantity.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And so, Carrillo, not Kharila. Sorry. Uh, Kevin Fiala seems to be able to do that, right? Like he seems to be that type of fit for the Islanders, what they need. You know, he's fitting that need as a top line winger who can produce and score goals. And he's doing so on his own, right? So like, there's no worry about like, is he, you know, like you said, servicing from a, a, um, a real Capriza bump. No, this is all him. Um, Yeah. So that's huge for the Islanders. Now, what is it going to cost to get a guy like this? I think is what everyone's worried about.
0: Yeah, so the thing is, the reason why the Wild can't afford to keep Kevin Fiala is because they have uh, cap issues, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to have, uh, kicking in next year or or, or in July, July 1st, really, $12 million is what the buyouts of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter are shooting up to. Um, I think it's somewhere around half of that right now. Um, But starting July 1st, it it doubles or more than doubles. Am am I right there? Three times... Three it, times it it's triples. Okay, four
1: point seven now, and it jumps to yeah. twelve point seven then.
0: Yeah. So, so right there is is your problem, right? Twelve million dollars are already being eaten up by the cap, and they have similarly to the Islanders a bunch of their core guys locked up. So, Fiala is one of the rare occasions where one of your best players who needs to get signed as a restricted free agent. And look, he had eighty five points and thirty plus goals. He's going to get paid. Um, his qualifying offer at least starts at five point one million. I know that, um, and he might be worth you know something like seven by seven or or, or eight by seven. So, and that's probably what he's going to be looking for. Um, so, in in my mind, it's going to be a picks and prospects trade. Mm-hmm. The Islanders would likely have to start with their first round pick, and then from there, it really depends on what they're interested in. Whether it's a uh, uh, prospects such as like. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna say that Wallstrom is a prospect, but a younger player who's on a rookie deal like a Wallstrom, will they bite on a on a, a Kiefer Bellows or is it gonna take an Aturatu, um and maybe a you know another blue chip prospect like a William DeFore or a Samuel Baldock, even Robin Sallow? Um, it seems likely that it's gonna be picks and prospects, and if I'm Bill Guerin, the first thing I'm asking for is yeah, Oliver Wallstrom in that 13th overall pick
1: absolutely that, that's where you start because they've got 7.3 million dollars worth of cap space right now our projected cap space next year obviously is going to go up a million so bump that up to 8 eight something but they still got to sign yeah Fiala uh, and, and they still got to sign uh, Jacob Middleton which I, I'm sure isn't going to cost them a lot Marc-André Fleury they want to keep um so like they're not gonna have a whole lot of room for a guy who's gonna ask at least seven million dollars right we got to remember he he went to arbitration with them already so they've already got like a contentious negotiation relationship and bill garrett has all but said yeah we're probably not going to be able to keep this guy he he basically said he's not staying and then you see all the stuff that fiala is doing like basically saying goodbye to everyone on social and stuff so like (laughs) yeah he knows it's done
0: yeah, the thing that's going to be tough is you see a lot of, like Elliot Friedman has been has been um, reporting, a lot of teams are, are getting ready to shop their first-round picks. So you have the Senators at seven overall who are ready to shop theirs. You have the Devils at second overall who are ready to shop theirs. So it, it really comes down to who's going to have the best offer here. I, I don't want to say the it's looking more and more as the days go on, like the Islanders chances are getting less and less for Kevin Fiala, but the more reports that come out of teams that are ready to shop their picks before hours, um, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to really step up their offer. And that's when I think like maybe if it doesn't work out, the Islanders could be better suited using that pick for uh, one of the puck moving defensemen that they, or or the um, second pairing defenseman that they need Um to pair with Noah Dobson, but um, I, I don't really know. Like, how high do you pay for a Kevin Fiala if you have other needs? You know.
1: Yeah, so that's the problem. So as it stands now, even the athletic are saying like it probably a first and a pick, right? So if we're saying 13th overall and, and all over Wallstrom, I think would be the high bar. Ideally, I would go uh, Anthony Bovelia, and I think they would go that route too, without the one 4.125 or 4.15 million dollar contract this year and next or next year and the year after for for Bo. like i i don't think the minnesota wild can afford that with everything else they've got to do um yeah. so probably wallstrom you're first but you're right you bring up teams like well the ottawa senators could say all right seventh and whatever blue chip prospect they've got and they've got a few of them okay that already makes it a whole lot more enticing what do you got you know new york islanders if they're right. willing to go first wallstrom and samuel baldzik you go I see Samuel Budget as a toss in here. I, I think the kid is, is great, but I, I worry what happened this year was not an outlier. And so, if you can trade that up for a, a Kevin Fiala, that's a win.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And and you know the the thing is the the blue line at, at this point, you know they're, they're pretty locked up. You have Pelican Pulak who are signed for the next seven to eight years. You have. Uh, Noah Dobson, who I I feel like he's going to get a long term contract this summer. It would be smart for Lamorello to do to lock him up, probably at the cheapest you're going to be able to, uh, barring you know that he's going to ho- hopefully replicate what he did this season next season. So mm-hmm. um, and then Mayfield, you know, eventually he. I, they're, they're probably not going to sign him to a long-term extension. I could see if they, when he's a free agent next summer, before he gets there, trying to lock him up for like the Islanders' window. Mm-hmm. Um, but you assume that those four guys are going to stay. Rob and Sello, we'll see what happens with him, and then whoever they acquire, they're going to want to, to acquire that defenseman to be here for, I guess, the quote-unquote long haul, whatever that is for the Islanders' window that that matters. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they handle their their prospects, given um, they don't really have many to sell.
1: Well, that's just it, right? So we're talking about liquidating anything of value here for Kevin Fiala, and that kind of gets us to the last point here is that what does this prevent us from doing going forward? Because, okay, let's say we, we send off the first, the 13th overall pick, if you will, and Oliver Wallstrom to pull up Kevin Fiala. What does that, obviously we get Kevin Fiala, that's a good thing, but what does that stop us from getting? Because like you pointed out, we've got needs on the blue line. There's two spots open up effectively. We assume Andy Green isn't coming back, nor is Chara. That's two spots on the blue line. Robin Seller might take up one, so you've definitely got to fill another one. Who the hell is that going to be? And does this trade prevent you from getting that guy?
0: That's the thing, right? And at at that point, you, you might have to think about, (laughs) selling next year's first round pick. Do they want to do that? Um, Selling Aturatu. Do they want to do that? Because, you know, immediately who's the first defenseman that comes to everybody's mind that will be available via trade this summer? Jacob Mm Chikorin. Is Jacob Chikorin worth next year's first rounder and and possibly a uh, prospect who fell probably way too late and he's a first overall talent or first round pick talent? Um, tough decisions. You know, is it is it worth it for Chickering because of how good he is and how good of a contract he's on that you'll be getting? Maybe. Um, you know, because the other thing is, you you really never know with these prospects, right? We can love the way he's he's projected to to look. Fact of the matter is that when he gets to the NHL, is it gonna is it gonna be that way? We don't know, and how long until he is here? Some say maybe next year. You specifically say I, at least one year in the AHL and you, you're you the expert here on, on, the, on the prospects. So do the Islanders have that long to wait for Aturatu to develop?
1: Well, and so that, that's the thing, right? It's, I, I love the kid as both a player and a, and a person, uh, and so I don't want to have to lose him, but um, it, it, might, it might come down to them having to move him. Right. Um, is he ready today in another organization? Probably. Like if he's playing in Ottawa or something... Yeah, they probably give him a good look. Uh, maybe he still ends up in the NA, the AHL, but they give him those nine games to really kind of see can we get this kid there, and, and maybe he does it, maybe he doesn't. I don't think he does. But when it comes to the Islanders, I, I don't think there's any way that he gets into this team as of next year without an injury, right? Because you look right. down the middle, they're, they're set, and and Atorato is not going to play fourth line minutes. He'll he'll take them obviously if they if they um, if they give it to him, but they're they're not going to do that, and so then it does he play on the wing again he'll take it if you if you put him on the wing he'll say yes sir thank you very much right but that's not the strength of his game the strength of his game is patrolling down the middle playing a 200 foot game and so there's no room for that on the island now right Jean-Gabriel Peugeot is signed till the sun explodes same with thing with Brock Nelson and Matthew Barzell. Yeah. you would hope isn't far behind so like there's not a real opening for him but there is an opening on the wing so if you can service what you've got in the system to give you what you need now, that's the whole point. And um, I feel like we're, we're in, like, Millberry territory, essentially, right? Where Millberry was liquidating the farm to service the NHL roster. Um, the only problems that the trades he was making were stupid.
0: Yeah, and so the other thing that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, we, we talk about Aturato as a center. Um, I, I think of the Jesper Kakanami situation where the Canadians um, really... I think they misdeveloped him. They they mm-hmm. probably should have started him on the wing um, for his in his NHL career, so he can, he can learn the pace of the game without the responsibilities of a center. Because let's face it, wingers do have a less of a responsibility than a center does. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I think is it's possible that Ratu can come up and start as as a winger on this team. Now there's another player in the Islanders prospect pool who. Um, I don't want to say made a name for himself such as like a, a grade A prospect, but Simone Holmstrom was pretty good this season. I bet that he would entice a few teams if he was dangled um, just because the Islanders, and it wasn't Lou Lamorello's pick, was it? I don't think it was. It was 2018.
1: It was 2019, so it was.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So, either way, they jumped up to get him. Well, I shouldn't say they jumped up to get him, but it they did. reached. They reached to get him. Right. Yes. Um, he wasn't supposed to go that early. He's developing pretty well. Um, but I don't know how other teams value him. Maybe, maybe some teams see him and see uh, saw what he did this season and, and like what they saw, and and maybe he's somebody that, um, you know, other teams are interested in. Um, and with that, like if you could end up selling everyone under Atu Ratu and somehow acquire your top line winger and defenseman, that's a that's a good deal for me.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a heckin good day. I'm sorry, did the Islanders just sign Ruslan Ishikov? I did. I did. I miss that. Did I'm this just happen
0: see- just live?
1: I'm just seeing this now. I'm looking at the Islanders cap friendly. I see Ruslan Ishikov signed to two year ELC. I, I I my heart is racing because I'm so happy for the kid. I'm um, gonna end up messaging him. This split second, I'm so happy for the kid. He's signed. That's incredible. Uh, this is
0: on the Islanders. Cap Friendly.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I'm seeing right now. This is all live. This is great podcasting. But when something happens, <laughs> and, and now this is exciting. Um, so like I'm going to tweet uh, to Twitter to see what the hell is going on here. I don't think the Islanders announced anything. 18 minutes ago, um, Cap Friendly just said just sent something out.
0: Wow, look I'm at that. I'm
1: so damn happy.
0: Well, I have to tweet things now.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Let's go. Uh, I, this is great podcasting, by the way. But I, I'm really excited <laughs> for this. I chat back and forth with him constantly. Constantly. <laughs> I'm so happy that he got his contract. Um, I'm, I'm doing this right now. I don't, I don't care that we're doing it. I'm tweeting at him or messaging him right now. Um, <laughs> let's go, Rustlin signed. NHL contract, baby. Um sorry with this the the, the thing that we're looking at here is we're trying to figure out are we going to is it a fair value to liquidate effectively the islanders prospect pool to get that the top top, top line winner because that's really what we're concerned with right now is kevin fiala we're not even talking about necessarily the other guy right is is liquidating the system for kevin fiala worth it i would think it's it's pretty close right like we're, we're dealing with something that is because when we're talking about mike Milbury making all these trades sending out all, all those players it's we're not nothing really kind of we weren't getting anything out of it right like we were just like he's adding a piece to the team and hopefully everything you know shapes up around it whereas this is you've got that team already and you're adding this element to an already existing core of players to push these guys forward um that's That That would be huge. And if the cost is a first-round pick and uh, even if it's Oliver Wallstrom, you, you kind of take it. Because even when it comes to Wallstrom, you said he's not a prospect, and, and I agree with you. He's not, Right. but he's pretty close to it. He's not a an established product at the NHL level, whereas Kiev, Kevin Fiala is. So if you can move Wallstrom into first to get an established NHL product, I don't know. You kind of have to do it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the, the Islanders' window is what it is. It's it's not, it's not too big. It's something somewhere between two and four years. Um, more likely two and three years. I and, and that's something when I was talking about um or writing about earlier the the article I put out regarding their core. That's fluid, right? Because it depends on who comes in and who goes out. But it's quite possible. That if somebody who comes in like a Fiala or a Chikrin lowers that average age and 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 um, you know their skill um, can be within that or, or or elongate the window of of the Islanders' win now quote unquote window, um, maybe becomes you know three to five years or, or or four to six years because again, like I said, if you bring in a Fiala who's 25 going on 26 and a Chikrin who's 23 going on 24 Four now, all of a sudden, you have a bunch of mid twenty year olds uh, in in addition to you know Barzell and and the rest of the core. So it's fluid, but and and it expands the window. But then you're kind of pushing, you're you're pushing back your inevitable rebuild. It, it's going to happen at some point.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the sit right? So, are we willing to take the hit now? As in, like, sorry, take the hit. How do I say this? because it's not take the hit now, right? Like when you're, you're liquidating the prospect pool, you're not impacting yourself today. It's you're impacting yourself later. It's, I guess it's, are you willing to take that hit in two years from now? Uh, and if so, do it. If you're don't think you're willing to do that, then you've, you've got to not. And I, I don't think Lou Lemro is at a place where he can say, I'm willing to sit back and just let's, let's see how this happens. Yeah. He, he needs to be aggressive. And when you're aggressive, you, you've you got to deal picks like uh, As uh, assets, that's the word. My God, I'm so short for words right now. (laughs) I'm so happy for Russell that my words aren't even there. Um, Yeah, you got to deal with these assets that you've got because they're the only value you have. So if you're looking to be aggressive, that first round pick is gone, baby. So so are some of the the higher end prospects on the on the roster, which are few and far between, like you mentioned.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the thing—it's funny. Like they they just signed uh, uh, Ishkakov now, and you you wonder if he plays into any of these trades that happen uh, in in the summer. If if they do, right? We we talk about them because it's said that hockey trades will happen, but at the end of the day, we know that it takes two to tango, and you know, let's say neither side can really agree on something. Um, maybe it doesn't, but does Ishikov have any value? I know they just signed him, um, but in order for the Islanders not to lose him for, for nothing, uh, they, they kind of had to, right? So just because he signed doesn't mean he doesn't necessarily have a, uh, uh, or, or doesn't mean he's necessarily safe from trade. Does he have any value in, in your eyes?
1: I think so. I do, but the thing with him is that he's not very big, right? He's like five, nine, hundred and
0: eighty pounds max. He's a literal Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, yeah, he's a short uh, king. Yeah.
1: Hard and um hella talented, super hyper talented player. Um works harder and, and is more um gritty than people give him credit for. But in in terms of there's a reason the Islanders waited as long as they waited to sign him. Uh, right like his deal or not his deal but uh, they were going to lose his NHL rights in like seven days Um, and so they waited as long as possible to get this guy signed I I don't think there's very much value from other teams looking in I think he's hyper talent I love what he did in Finland he not reinvented his game but uh, became a more uh, defensive minded center while still putting up a ton of production was one of the best centers for TPS uh, and then went to Germany and, and was a really, really good player. I don't know what the hell happened at the end um, of his time there in Germany. The coach, the new coach that came in, clearly did not like him and just did not play him. Uh, oh. But I think that was a huge mistake on their part. So I don't think there's any trade value there from other teams, but but I, I think there's something there to be seen because uh, th- this kid is something, man.
0: It sounds uh, almost like what happened to Ratu when he went back to, uh, uh, who, who was he with before he was with, uh, oh, oh, with Kapot. Yeah. They
1: yeah. just didn't like him, I think. And they're like, no, you have to earn your spot. And he's like, but I'm, I'm doing fine. They're like, no, nope,
0: yeah. not to me. Yeah, so so we'll see how he does in the AHL, likely with the, the Bridgeport Islanders. Um, but he's probably not going to be a piece in the Kevin Fiala trade that, uh, you know, hopefully it does happen for the Islanders sometime in the future. Because think about it now, right? The in a, in a perfect world, the Islanders somehow come out of this summer having traded for Kevin Fiala, signing one of Forsberg or ideally Johnny Gaudreau for the right side. Now your first line is Fiala, Barzell, and Gaudreau. Um, and and additionally fill that second pairing defenseman with someone substantial. And if it's not, um a chikrin somebody who makes sense in order to at least make noah dobson more uh give him more space on the ice right like in in my mind i think of another team who's going through cap trouble and i see uh alec martinez over there and i Uh wonder if he's a guy who if you're not going to get a chikrin um maybe you get someone someone a little different than than chikrin um but you know, he's been there, done that. He's won the Cup with, with the, the Kings, I think, twice. Um, and and he knows what it takes to win. And he's another guy. Look, I don't think Noah Dobson needs a ton more mentoring. But he can still use a good veteran guy next to him to open up the ice for him a little more and let him do his thing offensively. So um, I think he'd be a pretty good fit. So if you can get, listen, if you can get Chikrin, that'd be amazing. Uh, suddenly this team is a, a Stanley Cup contender once again. But... Um, if not somebody to fill that second pairing defense uh, hole that is next to Noah Dobson.
1: Yeah, that's going to be the thing is how much are they liquidating? How much are they they taking away from that future potential gain on the blue line? Because we talk a lot about what they need offensively because it's been a need for a while. But we can't ignore what the Islanders need on the blue line. They've got two holes to fill. And even then, they they had those two holes last year. You can say maybe one of Char and Green should have played every day. One of, like mix it up type of thing. Sure, fine. But they needed someone else on on that top four. And even if it was, we we don't need a puck mover because Noah Dobson's supposed to be that guy. Okay, fine. But bring in an established top four defenseman. And and because they they didn't do that, you still got that hole there. And, and so they yeah. they need to do that this year because the, this team scores as frequently as they did in the past. Uh, we can complain that they didn't score enough, and we're we're right to do so. But they, they scored as much as we should have expected them to score. Um, the only problem was they they allowed a whole lot more goals than they usually do. They stopped that, they probably win a few more games. And we're not talking uh, about off season right now. We might still be talking about the playoffs. So right. they need to do that in the off season if acquiring kevin fiala takes all that away where they can't get that top four i don't know if it's such a good move i think they're gonna have enough to do both but i worry that if they get into bidding war with someone like the ottawa senators they're gonna go wild and and like really sell off the farm for fiala which is fine in its own right but if it stops you from also getting that top four defenseman it's a bad move
0: yeah i i would arguably say that getting the top four defenseman is more important
1: I could agree to that. I, I honestly can It's not to say that I don't like Kevin Fiala. It's that I know that they might be able to get more offense out of this lineup that currently exists, but they can't get more to the decor because they're missing at least one guy.
0: Yeah. If it came down to Chikrin, same deal, right? Let's say it's, it's um, forward X and 13th overall pick. If it came down to either Chikrin or Fiala, as much as you might hate to hear it, listener, right now, Uh, it's, I think Chickren would be the, the, yeah, I think Chikrin would have to be the one you pull the trigger on.
1: I would go on any top four defenseman, honestly, any top four defenseman. If it's Chickren, Vince Dunn, or or even just a more shutdown guy, someone who could play more defense, but can play 20 minutes a night and keep up. Hell yeah. That, that is kind of more important. I don't, I don't think that means that I would give up the same kind of, um, asset capital to acquire that top four defenseman. But if the acquisition of Fiala stops us from getting the latter, I think twice.
0: Yeah, I'm with you.
1: So um, is there anything else you wanted to go over in, in this weekly podcast? It, it was great. We talked about Fiala. We talked about trades. We talked about a signing that happened live on the air. That never happens.
0: <laughs> um, anything
1: else before we close this, this sucker out?
0: Uh, I think that's it. Um, Hopefully we get a clearer depiction in the near future of, you know, maybe what's going to, you know, there's, it's not like nothing can happen right now, right? We saw um, Brian Russ get an extension with Pittsburgh, and, and I think a couple other things happened recently as well that I can't think of of off the top of my head. But, um, you know, Philip Forsberg could sign at any time now if he wants, and that still hasn't happened. So, you know, hopefully by the next time we do something like this, we'll have something to talk about that that's broke or something like that.
1: That would be excellent. But until then, uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled on anything that comes out Eyes on Isles related. So first and foremost to the website you go, EyesOnIsles.com for all your Islanders related information, news, content, rumors, so on and so forth. Uh, Get over to the Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash Eyes on Isles where for five bucks a month during the summer, you'll get two deep dives a week that you get to participate in as a patron. So that's a 30 to 40 minute actually more like an hour now podcast on any given topic over the summer you get us uh you you give us your take we react to it so on and so forth you also get a mailbag you usually get a weekly chat on sundays i say usually because last sunday i couldn't we didn't have any power um you also get a discord with 130 other patrons in there uh, so like it's a good time get up on there for five bucks a month you're really just spending like i don't know a dollar a podcast a week it's pretty darn good. Uh, it's actually less than that. Oh my God, it's five bucks a month. You're getting 20 podcasts. It's a quarter of podcasts. Come on. <laughs> um, you can also get our stuff on Twitter. That's so Eyes on Isles, or at Eyes on Isles FS. You can get my stuff on Twitter at Tilo Mitch. James, what is your Twitter?
0: At James Nichols NYI.
1: And that is where you can get all of our stuff. We don't have any other social media accounts. So that is one more Eyes on Isles podcast in the books. James, I will catch you later, my friend. Actually, I'm going to catch you on the mailbag in a whole five seconds. So That's right. Signing off. Thank you, and thank you, and thank you again. See you later, buddy. See you later.